Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where we hear real stories from real men living real lives. I'm your guide, Ned Shout. Fatherhood is not only about being a dad, it incorporates providing and serving a home, loving and serving a spouse, engaging and serving in a community, as well as intentionally serving our kiddos. Fatherhood is an adventure, one full of fun, wild, and definitely messy stories. In this podcast, we will hear stories from real men who have found themselves living the adventure of fatherhood. These stories will connect us and allow us to continue to grow into the men fatherhood is calling us to be. I was so excited to do this episode with my friend Art. We've known each other for years, but only have spent very little time together. But when we do spend time together, he has just always spoken so well of his wife. And I can tell that they are best friends. And I think that this episode is so critical for us men to go, hey, I'm a normal everyday dude, but I can invest time in my spouse and I can make them, choose to make them my best friend. So I hope you enjoy this story and I hope that it encourages you to put that quality time in with your significant other. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the conversation. I want to welcome my friend Art. Art, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Dude, I'm so... I'm just smiling ear to ear hanging out with you already. I'm excited to hang out. Thanks, man. Me too. Uh, Art and I have probably known each other for about eight years. We do a little bit of business together, so we meet maybe once or twice a year for lunch uh, or a meeting. And every time we sit down, we usually just rap about life and family and stupid funny shit right and then we're like uh we better talk about business now and then we (laughs) finish that up in 10 or 15 minutes and then move on with our life um so as i started the podcast i of course have a list of people i'm like dude i want to hang out this guy and art you're one of them thanks i'm glad i'm here yeah (laughs) heck yeah so to start off to kind of give people who is art uh, i'm gonna ask you a few questions all right how old are you 42 42 How long have you been married? 24 years. 24 years, which is incredible. And I'm excited to talk about that. I'm like, I'm excited. It's a good number. Good number. Heck yeah. Um, And how many kids do you guys have? Two. And how old are they? 24 and... Or sorry, 23 and 15. 23 and 15. Okay, so one in the house and one now out out of the house. In grad school. Still on the payroll, but in grad school. We definitely got to talk about that. Okay. Her on payroll or her being out? (laughs) No. How can I get back on my parents' payroll? Right. (laughs) Call Tori. What? Okay. Over the years, what are the different names that your kids have called you? Mainly for like dad, you know, like. So it's always been dad. My kids, I don't like the name daddy. And I'm not saying, you know, if people use it, it's bad or whatever. Just I don't enjoy it at all. So the kids have always called me dad. Okay. And to this day, still call me dad. If they ever called me Art, I think they'd lose a tooth. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but dad always, and I'm I'm sure they've got way more names when they talk to my wife, like your husband, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the list could go on. Depending on how the day is going. <laughs> depending on how it went. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so every day you get up and go do something f- to earn a living. What is it that you go do? I work in dental. You work in dental. And have you always worked in dental? Pretty much. Pretty much. I took a small stint and did marketing for an IT company, and it was horrid. I lasted about a year, and I came right back to them. Toofs. Nice, nice. Okay. And then 
as you were a fa- you know, started to become a father and even, you know, father of teenagers and now college, mm-hmm. what what has been some of the best resources to you as a dad? Man, that's a tough question. I I don't know. Mo- uh, community, I would say. I've 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 leaned a lot on on like community and friends. Okay. And, and gotten a lot of input from them. Nice. Okay, so the podcast is called Fatherhood Field Notes. So we just talk about things that we've, as dad, learned out in the field that we can share with each other. And it's the the core is rebel and create. And for me, rebel and create really became kind of like a mantra for myself in 2015 when I wanted to rebel against the expectations that I put on myself and the expectations that I think I let the world put on me as like, what's a man supposed to be? And then out of that... (laughs) That's a lot of expectations. That's a lot of expectations. (laughs) Out of that, create the life that I really feel like I was designed for. So yeah. what's something that you're currently rebelling against? I'd say quitting early. Quit quitting on a marriage, quitting on commitment. Mm. Do you think that you've quit on things in the past? Um I'd like to say no. I mean, I'm sure that I have, but yeah. as far as big things like marriage, family, fatherhood, mm-hmm. no, man. I've I've dug in deep. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how tough it is you're creating something out of that what yes. would you say it is that you're creating from you know not quitting early um a solid family mm-hmm. like like my my two kids and my wife like my my core family are of the utmost important to me like the utmost important to me like i would do anything for them and i and i want them to i want my two kids to see like hey mom and dad they hung in there like they gave it their all to make sure we had what we needed and not just materialistically, like fundamentally, morally, like good values. Um, when did that become important to you? I think the day that that I cut the umbilical cord from my really? daughter. My daughter, yeah, honestly, what? dude, it was it was overwhelming. Like, so we had we had a kid really really young. Like, How old were you? We were eighteen. Okay. So nineteen ninety five was a very busy year for us. So hang on, you said. You've been married 24 years and your daughter's <laughs> Which is why 24. I aged my daughter 24. <laughs> but I'm like, well, no, no, she's 23. Her birthday's not till the end okay, of the month. Okay, We're good. Okay, you guys, you guys made the cut. <laughs> yeah, we, made, we made the cut. We did it right. You still could get married in the church? Us? No, courthouse. They, don't, they didn't let shotguns in the church back then. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I think that that was a big deal from, from the day they put her in my arms. It was like a, a switch went on. Like so many people said, and I remember it, they, they meant it. You know, I'm sure in quite a negative way, but they're like, you have no idea what you're getting into. Like being a parent is is way more than you can even understand, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. And then I remember when she was born and they put that baby in in our arms. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a responsibility. Dang. <laughs> like like a switch just went off that and the fact that I never knew you could love anything or anyone that much. Did you love your daughter the moment she was in your arms or did it take some time? Because I've heard kind of both. So for me, and and I experienced this with both kids, it was the minute they were in my arms. Really? Like instantaneously, the minute. Hmm. It was like, um, it was really like someone flipped a switch. Which is weird. I, I don't know. This might be a little dark. But when my wife was pregnant with both kids, I had this crazy overwhelming fear that she was gonna like die giving birth yeah so i had a heart like jennifer and i've always made like very clear agreements with each other no matter like how deep how dark how positive or negative like we throw it on the line and once we agree with it or on it like that's how it is so i told her 
like, I'm not cut out to be a single dad. Like, I cannot raise a child on my own. So <laughs> shit hits the fan while you're pushing this kid out. <laughs> you're going to win because I don't know it yet. <laughs> so, meanwhile, like, from her side, like, it's all growing inside her and kicking. And she's like, oh, I love this baby. Not to say I didn't love the baby, but if I had to make a choice, that's where we were. So yeah. Tori was born. And after that, I was like, dude, I'll lay down on the train tracks for you. Like, I love you. I'm interrupting this important conversation that you probably just started getting into with a big announcement. During the month of November and the beginning of December 2019, I need your help and this is all hands on deck. I've created a daily journal designed to help dads like you and I stay focused on being the engaged and intentional fathers we desire to be. Do you ever feel like I do sometimes, like you're not cutting it, you're not hitting the mark as a father? Well, my hope is that this journal would be one tool that could help you get there. But... It will not come to market unless it is funded. We are doing this through a crowdfunding website where it's all or nothing. So please go to our Instagram or Facebook at Rebel and Create and follow links to our Kickstarter campaign for the Fatherhood Legacy Journal. Or you can go to kickstarter.com and in the search put in Fatherhood Legacy Journal or Rebel and Create Fatherhood Legacy Journal and it'll pop up and we need your help. So please buy a journal for yourself, for a friend, or for a dad that you know. We would so appreciate it because we believe fatherhood matters and we're doing all we can to spread the word and create tools that will help support dads everywhere. And now back to that important conversation you were just getting into. But then we had Aiden eight years later and I made the same deal with my wife. I'm like, look it, we have an eight-year-old daughter. The shit hits the fan and this is not going to go well in the delivery room and I have to make a choice. Like, I need you. Like, mm. I, I can't raise a child on my own. I'm not, yeah. I'm not wired that way. I don't, I don't have those gifts. So, but good thing real, is it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, that's a real conversation like that people just don't want to have. Oh, yeah, so, I needed to have them. Yeah, and so regardless of whether somebody thinks that you should choose one or the other or whatever right it doesn't matter it's about because that's a huge thing for me with rebel and create and fatherhood is be your freaking self exactly if, if i would have done it different dude that's okay we can both still be friends we can still hang out like we're just right. there's too much division in our world that let people be dads and if you're discussing it and you're having conversation it means it's important to you and you're being intentional and you're just choosing a different route and that's what's up because you care correct dude i love it man so it's so cool like 24 years ago and you remember it and it mattered but what okay why do you think for some dudes a switch doesn't go off and they bail oh i don't know maybe maybe the switch goes off and the sense of responsibility is just too overwhelming or the sense of commitment yeah so but 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 i embraced that how do we get more dudes to freaking embrace it Cause like my whole thing is the world would look different if more dads were engaged with their family and all the things that you and I want to be loved, respected, needed, they can all be attained from loving our family. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I don't know how you would get more people involved. Yeah. I know. Putting you on the spot to like answer like a world philosophy question. I'm like, I don't know, but when I'm Pope, (laughs) (laughs) you'll let us know. I'll let you know. I can't, I honestly can't imagine not wanting to take on that challenge. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not want to raise a child, a, a son or a daughter? It's like part of you. Yeah, that's part of you to go out and do better in the world. Yeah. Like like for me, what like what I consider success, 
and I think I've told you this before, it's not the house on the hill. It's not the private jet. It's, it's you know, all those materialistic things. I mean, don't get me wrong. If that comes my way, I'm more than happy to accept that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I want my kids to grow up and be good people, mm. be functioning people in society, when to, your kids... to give back to their communities, to, to, to make choices that just for them to do well. Did you think of those things before your kids were 10 years old? For them to grow up and be good people? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Think about it. That when, they're, when they're little, like, you know, a year, two years, you're teaching them right from wrong, right? You're, you're instilling, yeah. like, your moral base into them. So you want them to have good ethics, good morals, right? You want them to understand good and bad, truth and lies. You know? It's, it's the little but things. But do we... I wonder if we ever... Like, are we thinking about the day that they're 20, 23, 24, 25 moving out... Or we just like want them to not be little shits when they're around other people we know. Both. I've always thought about them, how they would be when they were older. See, and, and that's I have to tell killer. You, dude, I'm harder, like raising kids, like in in, in, like in in our house, I've always been very clear that I have a double standard. Okay. Like I've, I've been, I've raised Victoria different than Aiden in, in the sense of like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Like, for example... When Tori was in junior high, she'd want to go to the high school football games. I was totally cool with that. I'd take her and I'd sit with her and I'd be like, yeah, you can go two rows in front of me. And if she wanted to go to the snack bar, I'd be like, I'll go to the what snack bar with you. What are we getting? What are we? You want red vines? <laughs> Versus her little brother. I'm like, yeah, dude, run around. Have a blast. Throw the football. Go behind the bleachers. Be back by third quarter. <laughs> But you were open about it. You're like, this is a double standard, and here's totally. why. And here's why. Exactly. Did you tell your kids why? Exactly. So Aiden's double standard. Then we, when Victoria's friends started driving and everything, they're girls. Dude. They're not going to go out, for the most part. I'm not saying every girl. But the in my mind, they're not going to go out, and they're not going to be drag racing. They're not going to be doing donuts in their car. They're not going to be, you know, four buying up the yeah, yeah. places they're not Versus yeah. my son, with his buddies, he's like, can I, you know, can I go out with my friend? Can so-and-so drive me? I'm like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> sure where are we going right and he's like you let tori go i'm like yeah i'm like you want to sit next to me in the football stands in a football game he's like no it's okay see that's cool because and that's something we've told our kids is i don't say at age 12 you get this correct because you are probably going to be different than this person is you can right. handle it you can't right and whether it's an age thing or a sex thing which is a thing right it is <laughs> it, you know it really is uh that's cool. So I don't. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So what did we talk about right before that? I don't know. I went off on a tangent about football games. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, what did I think about raising a good twenty-three-year-old? Yes, at such a young because age. Because I think two things. One is, I think if more of us thought about our kids moving out when they're young, it would change how we raise them. Yes. So let me ask this. Okay, so this this Dude, thought. So so can we go back? So then to answer your question, I would say I didn't want them to be shitheads, and it's it's evolved into them being good adults. Mm. Because I can guarantee you, when we were eighteen, I had no idea what this kid was going to do when she was twenty three. But I could tell you this: I wanted to be able to take her in a store without her running around like a little raped ape and screaming yeah. and throwing yeah. shit at people. Well, yeah, heck yeah. So let's let's pause here for a second. Your daughter moved out relatively recently. Yes, uh, as soon as she graduated high school, she was accepted to you know university. She did the so whole she's, college. So thing. she's been out of the house for five years now, four years. 
yeah, five, almost, no, six, six years. She's been out for six years. So does being a she'll... dad end when she moved out? No, not, not at all. But it's completely different. Like what I do as a, as a dad with her is totally different than what I do as a dad with Aiden. And it's completely different than what I did with them as a dad when they were, you know, say kindergarten, first grade. Your relationship has to evolve, at least in my opinion. Like my relationship with Tori has completely changed. She's so talk more... about that. What what does that look like? Because for a couple of reasons, one, I think that there's probably people on you know listening who have older kids, um, they don't know how to go through that transition. Right. Two, there's people with a one year old who need to realize that, that this isn't forever. So enjoy the season. Enjoy the season, right? Yeah. And enjoy the crying at night, enjoy the wet diapers. Yeah, enjoy like all of it. Enjoy all of all it. the seasons. Because it's they're completely all... different. Yeah. So how's it been her moving out and your relationship with her since she moved out? So we had, we we were pretty fortunate. We had a lot of, of friends and people in the community that had older kids mm-hmm. that had moved out and gone to college and come home for holidays. And, and so we had heard a lot of things about what worked and what didn't work. And so Jennifer and I talked about it and we kind of put our own spin on it and it was a huge, um, I guess, like, evolution for us. But culturally, for me, I was very much like the girl comes home, they don't go out, she can't date. It mm. was, I was I was very heavy-handed with her. And really? Then I, I, yeah. It's funny, I don't see that about you at Oh, all. my gosh, with my daughter. Yeah, I was, like, on lockdown. And I don't know if part of that was, like, did we have to get her through college because I can't, I, I can't have her have a boyfriend. A boyfriend might lead to sex. That could lead to pregnancy. And I don't want to be a grandpa or have the statistic of like teenage kids breed or teenage so, parents breed teenage parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, yeah, I wanted real. to so like that break the mind. mold. So, so it was totally in so my mind. So even though you had your kid at 18, you wouldn't hope that for your own kid. Oh, no way. I would hope exactly what she's doing would happen. Go You, you go to a... To undergrad, you go to grad school, you get your career in line, you you be able to support yourself, and then you look at supporting other people. So, did you were you heavy handed while she's in high school or also in college? I was heavy handed all the way through high school. Okay, probably to so the you got extreme. Her through, okay, got her through high school. To the extreme, like give me an extreme example, dude. Because oh, like my God. daughter turned thirteen, and I, I like need a dude, shot I for did. steroids. <laughs> I did. Like literally, I would take her to football games. And I'm like, you could sit two rows in front of me. I think, how did and, she not? How did she not just say, "f you" and then do whatever she wanted? How How did you yeah, maintain a, a relationship? That's a really good question. I don't know how. So she just she thought you really you ruled the way. coop. Then yeah, she just thought I ruled the coop. Mm. Because we never had good that for you, dude. Huge butting of heads. So I didn't really have to adjust very much. Okay. I'm sure if you asked her, she'd be like, well, that's because I was really good to him in his face. And then when he went to bed, I was like, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> She's Probably like, not. my window had no screen. <laughs> no, but here's something else that I was wanting to ask you is uh, you've shared with me conversations you've had with your son. Mm-hmm. And you seem like you've had very open conversations with your kids. Yeah. So we have this thing. It's funny. If we ever get rid of this, we have like this 1980s Marie Callender's oak table in our kitchen. And we've had that table since Tori was probably two or three years old. And the kids actually call it the oak table, like the, the oak, oak table. table. I love it. So whenever we have dinner at this table every night, and we've always done that. We always have dinner at a, as a family at that table. I'm not big into like eating out in the front room in front of the TV. Actually, if I'm gone on a trip or if I'm on travel, um, the kids 
they, the, even now they call it a carpet picnic and they're totally stoked because my wife will literally like blow up the air mattress or throw out like blankets in the living room and they'll order takeout and they literally have like a buffet in the living room, which that shit does not happen when I'm home. Yeah. I'm like TV off, radio off, everybody at the table, we all sit down and eat. So dude, it's, a, it's a big treat. But dude, I think I will tell- that helps huge, huge. So first off, before you say the conversations you guys would have there is if you're listening to this, it's not too freaking late to make your family have dinner at the table. Yeah, move them to the table. Just move them to the table. Do like we do highs and lows, which are high and low from the day. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like awesome. something. And then sometimes like I'll ask a stupid question like if you were a ice cream topping, what would you be? Or if you were a dinosaur or like just what? Just get them like, talking. Yeah, just talk about whatever. So... Man, because that's such a lost art, dude. It's, it's dinner, table, huge. family time. Huge. And it's and so much happens at that table. So mm. much happens at the oak table. So, How do you maintain that through high school years? Because it's like getting harder now as our kids are starting schedules to have are, soccer are crazy. and all that stuff. It's funny that you put that together. So schedules are crazy and you have multiple kids. So I can't even imagine what your schedule's like. But we would just push dinner back, push dinner back, push dinner back. And Oh, so you'd just wait to still have it all we together. We would wait to have it all together. Now, Aiden plays lacrosse, and he was on the high school team this year. And for the way the schedule worked out, he would have – I don't remember exactly how it worked, but he wouldn't get home till like 8 or 8.30. It was fairly mm, late. We yeah. couldn't have dinner that late every night. So Jennifer and I would eat dinner, but when Aiden came home, he would have dinner, and we'd make him have it at the table, and Jennifer and I would sit down with him. We'd have a glass of wine, a cocktail, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on the night. And we would still have the same conversations. Although Jennifer and I weren't eating a meal – we were sitting down at that table talking to him. Yeah. We, it's, it was the <laughs> same, the exact same routine as if we were eating. Mm. The only thing is we didn't have a plate with some chicken in front of us. So it, it worked out well. So that that was big, big for us. Huge for us. What set that standard? Was that something you did in your home growing up or she did in her home? Like, no, neither one of us. It was just really important to both of us. We, I don't, I don't know if we had heard that it's what counted or what mattered or it, it made good sense. But we started it when Tori was was really, really young. Like I said. What's so cool is you're saying, okay, when she was really, really young, two years old, you're 20 years old. We were 18. We would would pull the high chair. I mean, I can remember Victoria sitting in the high chair, like not even at a mealtime because, you know, her schedule was different than ours. And Jen would give her like a couple Cheerios or whatever. So she'd be like part of the table. And we would, Jennifer and I would sit there and have that conversation. Hmm. Dude, that's so rich. Here's the thing. It's it's so simple. It's really difficult to do. <laughs> but it's simple. But like simple. people want people like me. I want like okay, like look around my office. There's a hundred books in here. Right. What's the nugget from this? You're like, okay, it's really hard to do. Have dinner with your family every night. Dinner. That's it. That's it. Boom. Done. And then yeah. ask a question, then shut the hell up. Yep. Okay, so this all stemmed with you having open conversation. So are you okay with your kids having different opinions than you? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to say yes. I'm totally okay. My kids would probably roll their eyes and be like, no, he's not. Because you, because you would voice why you think it should be different, but you would still let them speak their mind. And Correct. Totally. What age do you think that's appropriate? This is like a big thought for me because I think that we're so, I don't know, like I want to impart values to my kids. Okay. But I also want to give them the opportunity to think with their mind. Okay, so I'll. One of the biggest hurdles for us is going to mass. So I, we've we've raised the kids Catholic. All of them okay. have gotten um, 
Certified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a word I just drew a blank for right now. Um, oh my god, they're gonna hate me when I can't think about it. Whatever. I'll think, I'll think about it. We'll come back and put it back in. So they've all got their boxes checked. I threw you off. Yeah, I threw you off. Sacraments. Damn. <laughs> So all my kids have their their sacraments up to their age, right? Yeah. So that was huge. That was really important to me. And so literally we would drag them to mass. We still drag Aiden to mass. None of them get up on Sunday and are like, oh, dad, are we going to mass today? (laughs) They're like, maybe the old man's going to forget about it. Maybe we're not going to (laughs) go. So that was huge. But the minute Tori went away to school, I gave her like... She went to school in Riverside. So I gave her like a list of like churches in the area. I'm like, hey, here's where you can go to catch mass. I can guarantee I would put a hundred bucks down right now that she never once went to mass while she was there. But when she comes home, she heads to mass. So it's her opinion. She's like, dad, I don't have to go to the church to like connect with God, you know? And we've had that conversation versus me. I'm I don't know if it's just like wired in me. If I, if I feel like I really need to connect or like I have like a deep prayer that I need to get handled or taken care of or, you know, think about, I'm totally comfortable just going to, to a church and hanging out, sitting there, praying, focusing, meditating, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So she's not. So that's, was a difference. So she was like, how, at what point do I get to stop going to mass? And the, the, what we've always told them is the minute you're out of the house. <laughs> you go to you go to university. I, we don't have that control over you anymore. Yeah. But when you come home, we'd like you to still come with us. Yeah. So we've never forced Tori to go to mass with us. But I can say when she's home, she's never missed a mass. Yeah. It's just expected of her. Like I think it's a respect thing, and she just kind of knows. Like mom and dad and Aiden are going. Like I need to go. What I think will be so interesting is that in this new day and age to see when they have kids when they're in their thirties. Yes. Is are they going to start going because? I don't go every Sunday to church. Mo, I like I kind of said three, three out of four. <laughs> um, but there's still something about rhythm, and I think we've sort of lost that. Like currently, is like the idea that rhythm matters, like, right? Because especially we're like we're go go go. Let's just work all day every day forever, or well, yeah. party all day every day forever. I like the second option. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> but there's something about rhythm. I mean, we have seasons, we have days, we have, there's like a lot of signs around us for that. So I think it's a healthy thing. So anyways, I wonder what the kids will do when they have their own kids. If they'll come back to, there's something about this rhythm that matters. Okay, that's funny. I think you do come back because it's not like when I was 18, 19, 20, when we were young and had Tori, I wasn't like, oh, we had to go to mass. When did you start taking her to mass? Honestly, she was probably six or seven years old. Okay, so there's kind of like a, a, a... what made so you we were like 23, going? 24. We were probably like 24 when we started going back. Did you did you grow up Catholic? Yes. Did your wife grow up Catholic? No. Okay. But it was really important for me to raise the kids and have them be Catholic. So mm-hmm. I and we and didn't, did she and grow we, up with any kind of faith? Did she care? Jennifer was a uh, Christian. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but she was cool with with like. She was cool. She's like she was pretty much like look if you're really gonna like make it that important I'm with you, Heck yeah. but. She, at that point, she's like, you know, like, I'm not converting. Like, I'm not going to become Catholic. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, that's not my thing. Like, I'll go to mass with you and we'll take the kids and life will be great. And, uh, yeah, that's what we did for a long time. Eventually, Jen did convert, which was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, that wasn't on the, it wasn't part of the game plan at the hmm. beginning. And we have neighbors, which are, is Tori's 
uh, one of her, like really best friends. She lived across the street, and her that their family was very very Catholic. So we moved into our neighborhood. That helped, and that helped a ton. They were like, "Oh yeah, come to Mass, check it out, see where it is." So we started going, and yeah, just sort of flipped the switch. Yeah, could connect. Okay, so that's why. So you kind of you met some neighbors, and it was important to you. And so then you're like, "All right, it's time. Let's implement this kind yes. of thing." Huh. I love it. Okay, so going back just for a minute to the dinner table. What are a couple of things that you look back as as like your kids are almost all I mean your son's 15 but right. what are some things around that dinner table that were so valuable you asking a question or giving them the opportunity to ask something or I don't know is there anything there yeah, that... I think it's just the conversation it was so normal for them like they just all know like that's where you come to sit down so it's funny how long would you have dinner it's for? not it's not even meal time mm. it's um the kids to this day, they all say like, oh, bring it to the table, like bring it to the oak table. Oh. So if the shit hits the fan or they're stressed out or they need help with something like that's where we have all those conversations. That's the holy place. It's the holy place. So even if 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 it was a positive thing going on, we'd have it there. Mostly if it was if it was negative, like we needed to, to discipline you. That was the place that Jennifer and I would sit down and bring, you know, either Tori or Aiden to the table or both of them, depending on the situation and have the conversation. Like, what the hell were you guys so thinking? It's both. It's both. It's yeah. The, it's the easy. It's the easy. And it's the, the easy hard. and the hard. Hmm. And, and it's funny because, like I said, the kids know it. They're like, oh, if, if basically like if the shit hits the fan, you come home and we sit at the table. And, and you and it gets figured out though. And it gets figured out. See, okay, so that's the thing. It's, okay, so. and we're with them. We've always told them, listen, you are gonna get in trouble. Like there is, there's nothing that's gonna save you from that. Just because you came and you threw yourself at us, and we're like, I did X, Y, and Z. We're not like, oh, thanks for telling us. We're like, ah, uh, we're gonna dull off the discipline, but it's gonna be a much lighter discipline than it is if if we heard it from somewhere else or we figured it out on our own. So. Honesty is a, big value is a huge, huge thing. We're like, you don't lie in the house. You don't, you don't lie in the house. You don't no, lie you don't at the lie table. Lie in the house. You don't lie in the table. Yeah. at the table. Yeah. That was that's always been big for us. Like we can handle, and we this is exactly what we tell them. We can handle anything, anything that you tell us, anything. Could you? Yeah, I really do think that I could. I could handle anything. I might not handle it well, but. <laughs> Would you say that you, um, but if you lie, if you oh, lie, yeah, dude, I, I cannot handle that. You, again, they, you might lose a tooth. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing that I'm, I'm teaching my kids right now is if I find out on my own, it's a lot different than if you tell me. Correct. Can you tell if your kids are lying? Um, I don't know. Did it change? Did it change at a certain point? Like when they're little. When they're little, you can totally tell when they're lying. Dang it, they figure it out. They figure it Gosh, out. Gosh, dang it. And then, but I, I'm, I honestly couldn't tell you if I could tell if, if Tori was like lying to me right now. Okay. But, but I think that they carry like so much like maybe a fear, I guess, for lack of a better word, that they're like, oh, don't do it. Don't Be- do it. Because if they figure it out, like we, we are up the creek like up so what's a creek. discipline what's a discipline what's like a what's a consequence in your house um it, it's changed so we were we spanked when the yeah. kids were little we totally spanked i had no problem with that I did like, too. I, every day i'd come home at five i'm like i know all of you did something so you line up <laughs> line up i'm just smacking okay that's funny not story. true but that'd so, be awesome so tori i rarely had to spank like i could change my voice like the tone of my voice or the look on my face and she's like she would just straighten up mm. there were times this is what i mean by raising like at least in my experience raising tori versus raising aiden same house same parents like things are different yeah 
Tori, you could just like give her that look of disappointment and she would just like be crushed, right? Aiden, he's like, I could care less. <laughs> Let's fight, Dad. <laughs> Let's fight. But you whip his ass and he's like, oh, okay. I, mean, I, I don't think I'll do that till tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, dude, why not just say that before? <laughs> but there was a period in time, Ned. Seriously, I, I don't know, maybe third to fifth grade I, I i would have to really think about it but there was a chunk of time a couple of years where i would lay in bed and i'd be like i might be an abusive dad <laughs> like i am whipping him all the time <laughs> but now that he's a sophomore in high school he's making great grades he's a, he's i think he's a pretty good kid i'm like all right maybe it was worth it i'm i'm glad i laid those i'm like glad i put those stakes down my grandma used to say like you you know you put the stakes in help the tree grow and grow straight Dude, yeah. Well, I don't know why we shy away from that. I don't know. That I, I, I never did. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine hitting Aiden now, though. Like, he's 15. Like, yeah, now there's the a discipline is, point. Yeah, the discipline is, like, completely different. I'm like, I'll, I'll pull your car or I'll shut off your credit card. Or... <laughs> cell phone? You take away the cell phone? Oh, yeah. I'll take away the cell phone. But you can't just take away the cell phone now. Like, you have to take away the cell phone, the laptop, all that. If, if he's really in trouble, which it has – this hasn't happened in a while. But when you take all that away, then you make them do their homework at the oak table – so you can walk by and see exactly what's on there and what's on their their Apple Watch. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You put them in lockdown. We call that Shawshank at my house. Shawshank. <laughs> You're awesome. doing the time in Shawshank, buddy. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so I want to jump into like one of the main reasons I brought you on. But, but I think just some nuggets already. Dude, you're a great dad. Mm. You're a great dad. Thanks, I try. Y- you... I have great support. From who? My wife. Heck yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about in a second. My bestie. And... Uh, but you're a great dad. Your kids are older. I think like I sometimes get worried my kids are going to move out and I'm never going to see them again. But you still seem like you're maintaining like a really good relationship with your daughter. Yes. Um, I think she wants to come home. She, she does. Like, so my family loves football, like college football. And okay. USC, like Jen, uh, Victoria and I are both USC fans. Everybody else in my family is a Notre Dame fan, um, except my cousin Sergio. And... Uh, we always throw a party and it rotates between my house and my brother's house for that game. And I literally, I just before I came here, a couple hours before I bought Tori's ticket to come home from uh, Southern California to Northern California so she could be here for that game. I needed my girl and she wanted to be here. She's like, Uh, dad, I want to be there for that game. So they want to come home. So sports is a football. College football is a thing that you guys have kind of built some culture around in your house and, and, and see, that's so cool too. Sometimes I think we'll hear people talk about we're the camping family or we're the travel family or we're the whatever. And we're like, damn, we should do that. Or we don't have money to do this or that or whatever. But it's like, dude, just you could watch a TV, you could you watch, watch a, a game show. or, yeah, yeah, like just be the together family. Go out on a hike, mm, go camp, camp for that day. It's, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to, family. it doesn't take money. Cause when we had Tori at 18, there was no money. Okay. <laughs> so you have to find things to do. Go to the go to the mall. I don't know. Go on a drive. You know, go on a walk. Keep Dude, the drive simple. used to be such a thing, like back in the day. Dude, it used to be like such in a the thing. Fifties and stuff. Like yeah. I think my dad used to talk about their family going like a Sunday drive. Probably because the dad was like up front boozing, just wanted the kids to shut up, <laughs> put him to bed. It's like my dad, emotional quiet There's like down. seven kids in his family. My mom, there's nine. You know, like oh back in the God. day, dude, people had some serious. Kids. I can't imagine sending that many kids to college. I'd freak out. Pick the smartest one, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, dude. So when we've talked, okay, the way that you have talked about your wife mm-hmm. has always 
caught my attention because because you and I joke around and like we like to BS and just like be a normal dude who's kind of like works hard but also right. says stupid stuff. But the way you talk about your wife, because I hang out with some people, you know, and guys will talk shit about their wife, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you might, you know, all of us might say something. I'm like, about, I say stuff, uh, but well, uh, off but and it's on. different, right, right. The way that you talk about her, I could tell that you love her, you're engaged with her, and let's just say you were 18 and you got I, married. I let one fly. I mean, we let, got married. You got married. <laughs> And I put one past the goalie. And you made, and you've made it work, dude. Yes. And so many of us, we do it the, you know, I got married at twenty one, and now we're like, wait till you're twenty eight, and and right. figure, but I don't know. You're twenty four years in. You're still married. You love your. You I love adore your her. Okay. She's my best. So friend. what's up? How is I that possible? It. What's your secret? I, I don't know. I, I'm like digging deep and row the boat. Like I think okay. Her, so did you just I, get lucky? Did you just get lucky? And marriage is easy. No, oh God, no. Thank you. No, Thank there you. have been peaks and some very deep, shady, dark, lonely valleys. Some shallow some places. Shallow huh? places. Like how the hell did I get here? <laughs> so okay. So I'm like, the, what do you mean you don't? You don't want to be around me. <laughs> I'm a great guy. <laughs> So how do you go from a moment like that where it's a sh- so okay I want to hear a few things but let's just go to the to the deepest darkest valley okay in the deepest darkest valley how do you not go oh I'm just gonna drink or I'm just gonna be a victim or I'm just gonna f it I'm out like how do you decide um, to either swallow your pride or because I don't like to fail you don't like to quit I early I don't like to quit early I don't like to fail so you feel like if you were to be divorced you'd fail yeah. Yeah, I feel like, and and I'm not sorry saying, to like, put you I'm, on the spot like that. I'm not trying harsh. to knock people who have been divorced because I know every relationship is different or whatever. Yeah, but there's if, a lot if, of stories. There is a ton of stories and a ton of background. So with no judgment, mm-hmm. I would say to answer your question, if I was divorced, I definitely would feel as if I failed. Which okay, another disclaimer: failing isn't always bad. You can figure it you out. You can figure it you out. Can move on. But because I failed as a husband, really? I totally failed as a husband. Yeah. Like how I said there were deep, dark valleys. There were times where, like, there was a time, not times, but it was a longer period of time than I wanted that I slept on the couch. My wife didn't even want me in the bedroom. She's like, I'm done. I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. I may have been slightly self-centered at that point in time in my life. But was it I was like... more of a taker than a giver. <laughs> <laughs> but was it a, we're going to get divorced kind of thing? Oh, yeah. She, I think mm. she would have been totally fine with, like, you move out. Like, actually, she was like, hey, you get out. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, time out, time out. Let's let's talk. Let's figure out what changes I need to make. And she's like, I've told you, and you haven't done it. <laughs> but I dug in deep, and I'm like, literally, I made the deal with her. Like, I I will sleep on the couch. I will I'll sleep in the guest bedroom, wherever you want me to be, as long as I'm under this roof with you and the kids. So is there like a certain point that it just became like real, and and you're like, I need to, I I want to fight for this so bad. Yeah, pretty Why? much when she said get out of the master bedroom, I was like, oh, really? oh she's this shit is serious. She's she's actually really angry. Before I thought she was just kidding. Like, <laughs> maybe you've what? just been upset for six months. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, that's where so the light came on. So would you stop everything? Would you stop everything? And you're like, I'm gonna figure this out. Hundred percent. I just I stopped everything, and I was like, Well, I'll do whatever you want. And she's like, I don't want anything from you. Like, so then I'm the one fighting to keep the marriage alive. I'm like, Let's go see a counselor. Let's go talk to the priest. Let's, like, I'm begging, and she's like, Not initially, not giving an inch. But I think. After a while, a few weeks of 
seeing like I wasn't going anywhere. Like I was, I was really like legit trying to work hard, crying in my pillow. Um, she was like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. And we did. Like I, I can, I can honestly say there were, there were things that I did. Like I, like I said, I wasn't, you know, the greatest of husbands. Like there were changes I had to make. And looking back at them, they were definitely mistakes that I made that I needed to do much better at. I needed to be more respectful of her. I needed to understand, you know, that she has like emotional needs and wants and, you know, I can't just run the house every time all by myself. I can't just charge up the mountain. We need to get her input on it. Not saying that she doesn't want to have the same successes or have the same goals, but I can't just make that assumption of like, oh yeah, Jenny's coming along. Like we, we actually have to talk about it. Like, how are we saving for college? Don't just do it all yourself. Right. Ask her. Ask her. Dude, there's so much there. So, so it's tough. Like, I mean, we could talk all night about this, but just right there. Oh man, what if more of us just had that desire to fight? Because as I look at your face and I hear you say it, it's not, it's not like I just didn't want to fail and I didn't want to have to go find a new wife. <laughs> like, no, it's it not seemed, an ego no, thing and at it's all. None it, of it that. It's like, you really, you really at the core cared about the bigger picture huge but huge. why and why her did... like i cared about, about her her so much because like I, like i told you before like she literally is my best friend and that doesn't just mean like we hold hands we have a great time and we're like ooh, life is always good i mean like when the shit hits the fan and we're dug in deep somewhere she's got my back how do you make your wife your best friend because like i'd say a lot of people we w- we wouldn't say our wife is our best friend how do you make your oh wife my god your she's totally my best friend like I would want her in my foxhole when the bombs are going off, and then I want her would in Vegas. Would you guys be like drinking whiskey? Oh yeah, totally. La- like laughing. Yeah, have, having a laugh. Like <laughs> shit's gonna get really uncomfortable, but it's okay. You're like this is probably gonna be our last time. Emma, <laughs> is this single malt? <laughs> if we're going down, we're going down with a single malt. Um, your but wife like, is your like, best friend, but okay. Could anybody be your best friend? And and my question to that is like. What if someone's like, well, I guess I so, but would you trust somebody to be like when, when you're at your lowest of your lows to be right there with you? But you choose that in spite of probably some of the things that are different about her than you. Cause the reality is, is we're all with different people. Right. So you ch- like your love for her, you, you choose for her to be your best friend, even though there might be some things that you might want her to change or be different about. Oh, hundred percent. No. Yeah. You've regularly said we went to Vegas this weekend or we did stuff. Have you always made it a priority to date? Yes. Always. 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 And I've always like dated my wife. Always dated my wife. And it seems like it's not just like, let's go out to the old spaghetti factory again. It's <laughs> right, Thursday. Right. We'll, we, get, we get a babysitter. We have a, a fam, we're, we're, we'll get a family member and we'll like blow out for the weekend. And it doesn't have to be. So it's a weekend date. How often do you have a weekend date? A couple times a year? A um, few times a year. And then So ha- now, just because our life has changed and we have more resources available yeah. to us, so it's much easier to go. But when we were younger, um, probably two, three times a year. Definitely for our anniversary. Like, our anniversary is big. Like, not big in the sense that you have to spend a lot on it, but we're definitely going away. And I'm always in charge of the anniversary. I have to, like... Oh, I failed. Oh. I failed. I failed. Okay, go. <laughs> you have okay. to... I, so my wife's birthday and anniversary, those are the two times I have to, like, hit it out of the park, man. Okay, this is my big takeaway for tonight. Big okay. takeaway. Okay, two so. things. Christmas, you can miss. Valentine, she doesn't even care about. 
birthday and anniversary you gotta do and something you've good planned it yeah i time. plan it every time i don't tell her what i have planned i don't let her know what's really going on. yeah dude what a stud yeah bro. it but i did learn so i i did plan i don't i think it maybe might have been one of our anniversaries i did sort of like a camping kind of a thing what was just like her and i and yurts and I didn't exactly tell her, and there was some hiking involved. And so, you know, girls in their shoes, there was some footwear issues. Mm. I'm like, you totally hike in flip-flops. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Half dome, let's go. Half dome, we're out of here. <laughs> so I have learned to, like, give, like, the appropriate packing okay, instructions. Okay, like, okay. these are the outfits that you should probably take. How far in advance do you plan this? A few weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. Are you excited to do it? Or I is am it a stoked. Burden? No, I am stoked to do it. Like, Why? I can't wait to take her. Just because it's her and I and it's our anniversary and we're going to spend time together and have a blast. Dude, that's I'm telling you, like, so her and bad, I bro. have so much fun together. So much fun together. So you're not sitting there on your phones the whole time? Oh, no. Uh-uh. No phones. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Right. No phones. Uh-uh. No phones. No pictures. We just, her and I hang out. So what are you guys doing? What's so fun? Well, it, I mean, th- well, stuff you know. that you could say. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, let me, let me see what can you put on the podcast. <laughs> um, we're just connecting, like literally having a good time. Um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. The most recent memory I have is my brother and sister in law. They live here in town as well. They invited us to Reno of all places, like a couple weeks ago, to I, go up there for outdoor Walmart. Yeah, outdoor Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we go to Reno and they, they want to take us to the Rib Fest. Okay. Which, and I'm like, okay, if my brother says it's fun, like we're yeah. in. So we went there on Wednesday and Thursday and a lot of people will be like, ugh, Reno, Outdoor Walmart and Rib Fest. Like, <laughs> it's actually goes? pretty nice there now. Dude, yeah, it's pretty nice. We had the best time because it was Jennifer and I together and my brother and my sister-in-law and we just make our own party. It's just us hanging out, us laughing um we brought like we literally because we drove up so my wife and i brought a suitcase of booze like jameson vodka all of our mixers like we literally had like a bar in a box and we rolled that out we set that up in our room and we just hung out and had a blast we're shaking up cocktails i'm sure housekeeping came in and was like what the <laughs> fuck is going on in here <laughs> why is the tv moved completely over yeah but it was good times and we just I don't know. I guess that's what we do. We just hang out and have fun and talk and laugh and play card games. <laughs> Dude, Jennifer and I will play um, Rummy. Just the two of you. Yeah. Just grab a deck of cards. I'm like, hey, get a cocktail. Let's play some Rummy. I kick her ass every time. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh, dude, you have no idea. So there. I guess that what I'm so saying then is like, there's nothing like super special it's like like i don't put on like a certain pair of shoes or she doesn't put on like a a special dress that i'm like oh okay now it's our time it's just we're just together it sounds like you've just spent years and years and years developing a relationship and continue to pursue your wife oh for sure like so many times we just give up and we stop pursuing and we stop doing the the dates and we you know you know you're raising kids you're making breakfast you're doing lunches then you got dinner then you got bath and then next thing you know it's like what 8 30 9 30 no energy left right and you're just like so what'd you do when your kids were young would you guys go on like we had bedtimes first of all we had bedtimes oh yeah bedtime so our kids i I don't jen could probably tell you for sure but i'm just gonna throw out a number i'm gonna say like eight o'clock the kids had to go to bed so tori was 
you know, eight years further along than Aiden. So eight o'clock, they had to be in bed. And literally, do, you better brush your teeth. You better get water. Like, I'm done. Like, I do not want to see your face after eight o'clock. Like, that's mine and mom's time. Mm-hmm. So I was just done parenting. I don't care if you're up all night in your bedroom. Yeah. Just be in your bedroom. Yeah, quiet. And then that was mine and Jen's time. It wasn't like clean up the kitchen. It wasn't do any of that stuff. It was literally like pour a glass of wine, let's sit down, and let's you and I connect. Not every connection was good because, you know, you'd have fights here and there. But it was that was our time to work all of that out. You know, good days, bad days. And would you guys watch a lot of TV, watch shows sometimes? We would, sometimes? Watch, we would watch some shows sometimes, but mostly we would be chatting. Like music. Like we both really like music. So music was a big deal. Like we just throw music on in the background and like play a game or just shoot the shit like we would just talk like like you and i talking right now we would just how was your day how was my day what's happening what's going on what you know did you talk to your sister did you talk to your brother that's it not a whole lot of tv we don't really we're not big into like parking ourselves in front of the tv i mean there's certain shows that we're like oh yeah we want to watch that so what's your favorite show uh I don't really. I like Murder. How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. I do like that show. That that's the one that we'll definitely watch. Um, what else? But that's not the. That's not necessarily the wind down. The no. The wind down is the wind down is get the kids to bed and then go. And I have to tell you. So my neighbors, the one that I was telling you about that lived across the street, we were telling them when we first moved in how we had bedtimes and everything. And they have older kids, and they started laughing, and they're like, "Oh, wait till junior high, that'll die." And sure as shit, in junior high, because they would get so much homework, and then high school, those kids are up. You know, all night past long. You guys home. Yeah, past us. Like Jennifer and I will go to bed at like eleven, eleven thirty, and just the other night, Aiden was still up doing homework. It's such bullcrap to have homework. It is, but I'm like, you can do that in your bedroom. Mom and I are out here. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want to come out and interrupt us. We're keeping the marriage alive. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's again, again, you, you, you shared the the oak table, and I was, you know, I was wanting to talk to you about you calling your wife your best friend yes and hearing about that and i think sometimes we think oh well they just found the right person or oh they just connected it's like no dude you put the freaking work you in. gotta work oh you, do, you, you definitely have to work to making that relationship she's not my matter. best friend every day <laughs> you believe in marriage 100 <sighs> percent. why because i think you you make that promise you take those vows and and you live it did your parents stay together no they were bombed out when I was like uh, six years old. Damn. So what made it? Did you see somebody else who had that and you thought I want so that my, or my, what? I saw what I thought was a, a pretty good marriage with my maternal grandparents. And then actually one of the biggest influences, and I still go back to them now, and they are probably, I'd say one of like the biggest fans of my wife and I mm. are my best friend. I, I met him when I was in sixth grade. His parents are still married and still together, and they have an exceptional marriage. And and, and the thing, and the thing, I used to spend a lot of time at his house just to get out of of my house, and I I just liked being over there. They they I saw peaks and valleys with them. So they so and they were open, like they 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 weren't. It's not like they would fight out in the open or anything like that. But it was if there was negative vibes in the house or like they had just been in a tiff, they they didn't try to hide it they weren't faking it no not at all dang with your own kids would they know to what level would you allow them to know that you guys were in a fight for lack of a better word that they it's all in the open like mexican style like mexican style yeah mexican style oh dude it's you're yelling you're screaming my kids have seen some fights (laughs) 
But I'd almost say that that's probably healthier. Okay, so I was going to tell you, not. it's nothing that I'm ashamed of. Are there? Is there, Do I wish we could have done things a little bit different? Yeah, but they now can look back and be like, hey, that's a healthy relationship. Like, it's not always roses. It's not always going well. Because that's real life. It's real life. You're going to disagree. And you're going to make mistakes. And you're going to do things that you regret. Because I feel like, and I can't really name this for sure. Because if you shelter them, like the whole, like, oh, we're not going to fight till they're in bed or anything. They know, dude. They, you and can then it's feel dark. it in the we air. Hide it. Right. And then they're like, oh, why is that? It's just, I, I would equate it to the same thing as, like, parents or cultures that are like, alcohol is taboo. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. It's going to ruin your life, blah, blah, And then the kid gets to a certain age and they're like, oh, I, all I do is really want a beer. Well, they're not going to have one beer. They're going to have like 18 beers. And, you know, it's it's just a downward spiral. Right. Because it's been so taboo. Just open it up and be like, look, if you have this much beer, these are the effects it may or may not have on you. You know? And talk about it. Yeah. Openly. Bring them to the oak table. Bring them to the oak table. <sighs> Dude, I want that. Like, I've been married, got married in 2004, so 15 years. Oh, my God, dude, you got married the uh, same year that we started the offices. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. We started December of 2004. Yeah, dude, I turned 21 six days before our wedding. So I was young, and then on our one-year anniversary, we found out we were having our first kid, and then we were dummies and had four kids under the age of four because we had surprise twins you know now we got five kids which do their ages six to 13 is killer it's dude, how so do you funny. do it my wife is an uber driver that doesn't get paid <laughs> straight up dude she's like please please go pick up the kids i've been in the car for two hours today you know oh. i want to get a rosetta stone and learn spanish or something yeah, exactly while you're like hey car. while you're in there figure this out yeah, learn italian do something um I mean, for everybody, if you have one kid or five or ten, it's like you just, life is full. Life is and full. And messy and people and relationships and everything. But anyways, I just love that because the the whole, my wife is my best friend and being intentional with that and making that a priority, like above everything else. Because even right. think above, I think kind of above your kids is you've made that relationship oh, important because yeah. you've spent the time with her Dude, even when they're you, young. You have to have that relationship in order then to raise the kids together, right? Like, if mom and dad aren't firing the same direction, then it's not going to work out raising the kids. You know what's funny about that is, so the, the kids, have both of them, it, it it really flips them out. Like, like there will be times, like, situations that have come up, and I wish I could have an example of one right now. But Jennifer and I will say something to them, like, Aiden will present something to me at like, I don't know, when I picked him up from school at like three o'clock and I'll give him a response. And then Jennifer will come home from work and we're at the dinner table and Aiden repeats the same story. And Jennifer gives him almost the same response verbatim. And her and I had not communicated Mm. about it at all. And Aiden's like, oh my God, you guys are horrible. Because you're so in sync. (laughs) Dude, we're so in sync. So somebody who's listening right now, who's been married 10, 15 years, and they're like, I don't know that I could do this shit anymore. Right. We've all been there. Okay. How do they, what are some, what are some things to start doing like right now to start trying to cultivate a better relationship with your spouse? I would say time. Like I would definitely, if you have to calendar it, start out with like a lunch. If you don't think you can do a a dinner, like I don't know where they're at in their relationship, but go have fish tacos. Like go have a lunch together without the kids, just the two of you. 
It's an hour. Anybody can do lunch. And, and what then, do they do when they sit down and they're like, what? They're both put your nervous. phones away, like, both nervous, and just stare at each other. Silence is okay. Gather your thoughts. And go go with the flow. Dude, don't make it so complicated, basically. Just yeah. Just go and do it. Just go and do it. Dude, it gets easier. It gets easier. It, we it, it should get off. easier. Yeah. Put your phones away and just sit down. Like, one of our favorite things to do is just go grab dinner, just Jen and I. So when I, uh, I was telling you Aiden had lacrosse and would get home later, yeah, there, there were so many Wednesdays that Jennifer and I would go to Paul Martin's for their happy hour. And just her and I just sit down. We didn't even have to have a drink. Like we would just get an appetizer and a couple glasses of water and shoot the shit. Just catch up because it was only her and I. Aiden was at practice. We had nowhere else to be. Like, let's have a good time. You know how many marriages I think just don't even spend any time talking? Dude, I Zero, don't, bro. I don't get it. Then I'm like, if you're not spending time talking, you're not spending time doing anything else. And at that point, I'm out. Yeah, then it's not the a marriage. Point? What's the point? I'm like, if there's no intimacy there, I'm like, later. But do you think you could create intimacy if there isn't any there? I think you have to create it, right? Like, you you have to put the time into it. Yeah. You think about it. You've been married for a long time. Every yeah. morning you wake up, you roll over, and you're like, oh, my God, this is the one that I want. I do, <laughs> but she doesn't. <laughs> okay, so we'll use her. So sometimes she'll roll over. She's like, ugh, same this guy. This guy? <laughs> this guy again? <laughs> I must have been drunk I last night. <laughs> She's almost like nibbling my arm off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, too, you know, we've – Sarah would tell you that when we had the twins, the twins were a surprise, dude, so <sighs> – Brooklyn was three, Violet was one, the twins were just born. Oh and and literally, I think, and we were broke as shit. We were so <laughs> poor, dude. Free cheese, free milk. Free milk. This is 10 years ago, right? So yeah. 10 years ago, free cheese, free milk. I'm trying to build my business, no money. Um, And Sarah would tell you that dates saved our marriage. So every Tuesday, because I was just realizing Oh man, I don't, we don't know each other. Like what the, what the heck, dude? And it's like this, like in your mind, you're like, oh, it was just a few minutes, but you're like, dude, it was weeks or months. It was scary. And I can't even go back because we call it the dark year. So I don't remember. Right. But I, I do remember my mom would graciously come over or the neighbor. We had some really good friends like down the street, they'd come over and I, we would have like enough money to go get a coffee or just go sit in our car around the corner. Exactly. That's what I mean. It doesn't. You don't have to get that sweet at the Marriott. You know. You don't. You don't have to be at the Drake in the city. You could literally be at the end of the gravel road. Yeah. Just. And just out of the house. Just out of the house. And just. And I guess it's just simple to go. What What do I wish she would ask me? Then I'll just ask her that. Like, how are you? Right. How's your day? How is your day? It's what is huge. the shittiest thing that happened today? And let's just laugh about how horrible it was. Right. You know, and then just laugh about it. Ah, that's how a friendship even begins. Like if you think about when we're kids, like my best friend as a kid, it's that we were next door neighbors. Was it that we had so much in common and that we were so compatible and that we liked the same stuff? No, it's just like we were kids and we didn't care. And we're like, right. hey, do you want to play? Exactly. You want to climb that tree? Yeah. And then you don't even, you know, like half the time... It sucks when they start getting older, but you know, I'll ask Stella. She's six. She's the youngest. We're, we'll be camping and she'll be playing with a little girl for an hour at the, at the playground. Yes. Like, oh, cool. What was her name? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. 
They don't even get that they far. They don't even get that far. They're just like, we just had a great time, and I'm so pissed you're making me leave, and I hope she's here tomorrow, and let's come back three <laughs> times and look. And, you know, uh, so it's so simple. Dude, I uh, I love it. Man, Art, um, before, we, before we wrap this up, is there okay. any last thoughts or anything that you'd want to say or talk about before – before we wrap it up, dude, this is a great conversation. No, I think we we hit everything. I, I would, I mean, I tell everybody else, just take some time. Take some time with one another, you know what I mean? Take your wife out. Take your significant other out. And then you said something. Reconnect with them. Okay. Re- reconnect or connect. Have time. And then something you said before we started the podcast is to be present. So if you're going to yes. do it and you're going to set the time aside, then set it aside. Don't be in don't that moment. Be in the moment. Be present. Don't look at your phone. Don't worry about whatever else is going on around you. Like check out. Like that's your focus for that time. Like that is your meeting. And what an important investment. Yes. Dude, I just want to compliment you, man. We've hung out a few times, but you are super intentional dad, a super intentional husband. You don't have it all figured out, which you own, and I love. Right. I'm like, I definitely don't have it all figured out. I love I love it because that means that other people listening, they can't say, this guy wrote a book about this, or this guy you know, did X, Y, or Z, or right. he's loaded and it was easy, or whatever. No, you were 18, you had a kid, yeah. you figured it out, and you made it work, and you made this person your best friend for the sake of an ideal you have, for the sake of your kids, for the sake of what you didn't have, Correct. but you saw and wanted, Right. and it's possible. It's totally possible. And is it worth it? It's worth it, 100%. Oh my god. 100% worth it. I'd do it all over again. How... So, okay. So if I get the same kids in the same, you're 42, 42, you guys got married young. I mean, you're going to be that couple that's going to be celebrating like a 50th, Mm -hmm. maybe even a 75. Right. Right, bro. How sick. I'm excited. Modern medicine, a (laughs) hundred. I don't know. I like this at 45. We'll be kid free. And I'm like, I want to be gone. Oh man. All right, dude, Art, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your dedication to your family. And I hope that dudes out there are encouraged. Dudes, if you're listening, I just want to tell you to, one, be yourself. Don't do what we're doing because we're doing it. Do what works for you and for your family. That's what they need. Make the time. Take the time. Be present. It's so freaking worth it. Make your wife, your spouse, your best friend. Invest in them. It's important for you, it's important for her, and it's super important. It's like the greatest gift you could give your kids. And if you're not in that place and, and, and you are separated, like have grace for yourself and get through this season. And then I hope that you find the next thing and are able to make that work well for you and your family. What a great episode. I just loved hearing Art talk about his love for his wife and even the ups and downs and how he's just intentionally dated her and spent the time with her. It was just a challenge to continue to to do that myself. So I just want to thank you to all you dads out there listening to the Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Every decision, every day, you're building your legacy Don't be like everybody else, though. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. 
And uh, thank you to everybody who's been doing reviews on iTunes. That is awesome just to get the word out there. If you find an episode valuable and you know somebody that you think would dig on it, please share it with them so we can keep spreading the word that fatherhood matters and together redefine what fatherhood means when it is spoken in our world. Oh, 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 o